Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to read in verse 27, says this. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. Other translations say multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. It says God created mankind in his own image. Everyone say the image of God. Now I want to turn your attention to one other scripture. You don't need to turn there, but I want to read it to you, and it'll give us a little bit of a framework as we go into these next few weeks, which I'm really excited, by the way, for Michaela to preach next week. You don't want to miss that. Uh, It's going to be awesome. Romans chapter 8, and you've probably heard this verse, but I'm going to read it in a little bit more context. It's Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. It says, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. For God, or for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Everyone say, image of God. Do a little bit better than that. Image of God. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he justified. Those he justified, he glorified. In other words, it means this. God has already, I want you to hear this, God has already set in motion a plan before you and I ever existed on earth to conform us into the image or the reflection of God. And the premise of this series, what I want you to understand is that your existence on planet earth, the reason that you are sucking air, the reason that you exist, the reason that you're breathing is to reflect the image of God on earth. God sent his son Jesus not to stay here and build a massive poster that you can see from every corner of the earth where you can say, I wonder what God looks like, and you look at the poster. I wish he would have done that, but he didn't. Instead, he created you and me to reflect the image of God on the earth, meaning God's way of demonstrating his character, his love, his purpose for humanity is right here in this room. It's you and me. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's you. Turn to your other neighbor and say, it's me. I want to speak on this idea tonight. You look like your dad. You look like your dad. Turn to your neighbor one more time and say, you look like your dad. Some of you are like, no, please, no. People tell me all the time I look like Denzel. I don't see it, but, you know. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> it's not true. I've never heard that. I would love it. Denzel is a stud. Okay. Noel always, used to, Noel always used to say in high school, people always tell me I look like Sloth from the Goonies, but I've never seen it, so I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. It's a funny joke. Anyways, let's pray. Can we do that? Would you bow your heads? <laughs> Kendra just got it. Let's give it up for Kendra. <laughs> All right, let's bow our heads and let's pray. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus. You gave everything so that we could have life and life to the fullest. God, we recognize that on earth we tend to fall short of that.
we tend to miss out on what you have for us. But we thank you that your mercy and your grace is brand new every single day. That no matter what happened three hours ago or yesterday or last week or this year, or leading up to this point in our lives, it is irrelevant because of the fact that, God, you have made us new, you've made us whole. And God, as we accept that, as we welcome you into our lives, God, we can walk in the fullness of what you have planned for us. God, we can discover purpose. And God, we pray that we would leave tonight, God, more mindful of who you are and your love for us, and that we'd be the kind of people who take that and we spread it everywhere we go. God, that we would reflect the image of God. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Um, four years ago, Christmas Eve, 2014, I believe it was, it was a fateful day in the Murray household. I was alone at home, sitting with my dog Gibby, watching the Bo Jackson 30 for 30 on ESPN. It was, it was a great 30 for 30. And I'm watching Bo Jackson. Noelle is at work. She used to work at a chiropractor's office, and she worked on Christmas Eve. And so I hadn't seen her yet that day. Noelle comes home, and and if you've been in my house and you sit on the couch in our main living room, if you look to the right when the door opens, you can see someone walking from the garage, and the door opens, and I see her walking towards me, but there's a little bit more of a, a, like a bad pep. You know, there's like, you've seen someone when they have a a pep in their step, but then there's like a firm pep, you know what I mean, where there's like a, there's an intensity to it, and you don't know what it is, and I look, and I see this intensity that Noelle's walking with, and she, she already you know, she, she walks with her heels, so you can, I'm not, I, I, she, she's just walking for, okay, so we're going to move on, and so just, Noelle just walks in, and, and she's, and she throws a candy bar on my, on my lap, and, and I'm like, oh, this is cool, and I'm not suspecting anything, I have no clue what has been going through her mind and her heart all day since 5 a.m., I'm just like, okay, cool, what's this? And she's just staring at me. She drops it on my lap. She's staring at me. I'm like, okay, what is this? Thankfully, I did not try and eat it. Because as I pull it out of the wrapper, I realized it's not a candy bar. It was not a piece of licorice. It was not a Chico stick. Do those things still exist? Chico stick? Chico? Choco? Choco? Chico stick? Churro? It wasn't a churro? (laughs) Quite the contrary. It was not a churro. It was a pregnancy test. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is not a candy bar. And she, she drops this, this on my lap, and it, was, it obviously showed that, that there was a, a, a human being that was on the way. And this day, everything changed. I remember we were an hour away from having to leave the house to go to our Christmas Eve services that day. And, you know, usually when you find out that you're expecting, you at least have some time to sit on it, just the two of you. You know, you know what I mean? Like, when, when the day comes, you, you're going to ask, okay, when do we tell our parents? When do we tell our cousins? When do we tell our friends? When do we put it on Instagram and all that kind of stuff? And we had, a, we had an hour before we had to see everyone. And I'm not kidding you. It was like God had a sense of humor because I, 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 there was like two dozen people like, hey, so is this your last Christmas, not being parents? And I had to just lie, be like, no, we're, we're good. We're going to wait a couple more years. And, 
And then the next day, we're like, we're debating on the couch, like hitting each other, like, do we tell them today? Because we only ha- we didn't even have a full 24 hours to share with my parents that we were expecting. When we did, my mom screamed, and it really freaked us out. And so, but everything changed. <laughs> everything changed on that day. I remember as we're getting near to the, the, the appointment where we get to discover what gender is. Now, by the way, by show of hands, how many of you are going to wait until the birth to discover what gender it is? You're sick. It's, it's possible, if it's possible to find out, why would you wait? I just don't get it. I'm one of those people who, the, the fact that I know that you can find out is enough for me to know that I need to know. I can't, I can't sit knowing that there's information that I could be finding out. So, but I remember, I remember we're a couple weeks out. We're, we're about two weeks out from this appointment. We know it's coming up. We're excited for it. You know, Noel's about, you know, we're kind of a, close to about halfway through the pregnancy. We're a couple weeks removed from where, where the appointment's going to be. And I remember this lady asks me, she's like, so, are you praying for a boy or a girl? And I, I, just, I was like, you know, I don't really know. And then I started thinking about it, like, I don't think my prayers could actually change whether this is already a boy or a girl. And as much as I liked to, like, I was talking to this kid, you know, and I was singing to it, not really because that's not allowed in my house. I'm not allowed to sing. But I, I was talking to him and, you know, rubbing the stomach and, you know, we're praying over it every night and all this kind of stuff. And we're so excited for it. But I realized, like, As much as I can hope for one outcome or the other, my hope for for this outcome has no bearing on whether it's going to happen or not. Because it was actually predetermined. The gender that this baby, which eventually became Hayden Elise Murray, my daughter who is now three and a half years old, had already been decided the moment that that pregnancy test dropped on my lap, Hayden was on her way. I didn't get to decide. There was no like, all right, we planted the seed, but we're going to use girl girl water or boy water to water it. Now, I don't even know how that analogy would play out in pregnancy, but you can't do it. It doesn't work. I'm not going to go explore it because then I'm going to get in trouble when I get home tonight. So, but there was nothing that I could do to change the outcome of what was already in motion. Does it make sense? Like, The gender, who Hayden was, her character, her dispositions, her tendencies, everything in her had actually already been predetermined. And here's what I want us to understand tonight. Is that whether we like it or not, God has already begun a process in us to get us to get to the point where we reflect the image of God. It says that he predestined for us to be conformed into God's image, into his likeness. God created humanity to to reflect the image of God. And so even though you may feel like you don't match up and you don't, which you don't. You and I, we don't match up. We are not good enough. 
We are not good enough for God, but God in his richness and mercy and his love for us decided to anyways give everything so that we could be reminded of the fact that our initial purpose in life, what God created us to do, was to reflect the image of God. And God has already, if you're sitting in this place tonight, I don't think it's by accident. I think God brought you here. God ordained this moment for you so that you could, if anything, be reminded of what you might already know, which is that you were created in the image of God. You are loved by God, and you are on this earth to reflect his image. Can I get an amen? Amen. You're here to reflect the image of God. And whether I like it or not, guess what? My kids reflect my image. But Jude, it's funny because he's, he's 10 months today, actually. Today, yeah. And love, be- people ask me all the time, are we going to have another kid? No way. Not going to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to let it happen. But if God wants it, he'll make it happen. So, but Jude, Jude and Hayden, they kind of have a mix of us. But Jude's got like, he looks a little bit more like me. Do we have those images ready? There's my baby picture with me and my mom in the 80s with her 80s hair, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful image, but we look alike, and even down to the dimple. Now, usually moms are the only ones to notice the dimple. I don't notice that kind of stuff. I got a dimple right here. I don't have one right here. I just have one right here, and Jude has my dimple, and it's amazing, and he's got got a little bit like Hayden's got my, my opinionatedness. I'm very opinionated. But Jude's got some of my mannerisms. He's a lot like me. Hayden makes a lot of my faces. But it's funny because whether I like it or not, I didn't, when when we created our children, we didn't decide, you know, okay, we want her to be outgoing and him to be quiet. If I could have chosen, I would have two really athletic kids that are good at acting and good at playing music. And they're going to grow up, they're going to be, like, they're going to be famous in every way, just like Bo Jackson, two sports. They're going to act in movies, and they're just going to be stellar at everything that they do. They're going to be outgoing. They're going to be the life of the party. Everyone's going to like them, but they're going to be so nice. I don't get to decide that because there's a uniqueness to who they are that before they were even in their mother's womb, that God was, is that, oh, there's Jude, there's Jude. And uh, you can see his dimple there a little bit. I don't know if you can tell on this picture itself. Do we have the other ones? That's all we got. Okay. But um, there he is. And uh, take it down. He'll be a distraction for the whole night. So, oh, there's me. I used to be whiter than, um, there we go. He's got the eyes. Awesome. But, so as we start to kind of get into it, here's what I want you to understand. As a father, and for Noel and I as parents, it is the best thing ever to watch our kids reflect who we are. I love watching it unfold. I love watching their unique personality, but in all of it, I'm watching them and they're 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 laughing and they're having fun and they're kind of crazy sometimes, but it's man, it's us being reflected in them. Or 
they're reflecting the image of their parents. And what I want us to understand is that as humans, that our job, our mandate, our opportunity, whether we like it or not, is to reflect the image of our creator. That God created us not just to say, hey, I need you to live this way because I don't want to be misrepresented. It's not so much of that, but that God in his love and in his creativity, he made you and he knit you together in your mother's womb and he created you in such a way that says this is going to be so great because you will uniquely reflect my image. That everywhere you go, when people see you, they're going to see me. And this is what I love about God, is that God has created each and every one of us different, but in the same way, we each reflect the image of our creator. And God has created us to reflect him. And a lot of us would say, well, you know what, I don't, I don't like what I see in the mirror. And I would, I would argue that maybe you have a foggy mirror that you're looking into. Because when we, li- when we look into the mirror through the lens of what God has done for us, then what we see is different than what we used to see in that foggy, dirty, old college dorm room mirror. And what God wants you to know is that when he sees you, he sees the image of his son. And God has created us now to walk in and to live in that in such a way that we're now reflecting God and we're his representatives on the earth. I want to give you three things that you need to know. Number one, number one is this. You were created by God. Psalm 139 says this. For you created me in my innermost being and knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully And wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Can I tell some of you tonight what maybe you've heard before, but maybe it hasn't landed in your heart, that you weren't an accident? That you weren't created by accident? And what's in you and in your DNA, it's not an accident. That how God made you, it's like that sync song. Like, there, I remember seeing a parody, like, God must have spent a little less time on you, on you. On... No, 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 no. What you need to know is that God does not just arbitrarily and accidentally and unintentionally create things. Everything that God has created is with intention and with purpose to reflect his image and to bring glory to him on this earth. Which means, if you are breathing right now, you are here with a purpose. You are not an accident. You were created by God with love to reflect his image on the earth. So if you've thought, man, I'm an accident, or I'm missing something, or I wish God would have given me some different parents or a different situation, and I'm not here to not acknowledge the fact that you might have a difficult situation, but what I need you to know tonight is that you were not created on accident, you were created on purpose by God 
for a purpose, that you are, there's so much ahead of you, that there's purpose ahead of you, there's hope for you, there's future for you. God sees you, he loves you, and he has a purpose for your life. His image is in you. You were created by God. It's not an accident that you're bold. It's not an accident that you're shy. It's not an accident that you like big groups. It's not an accident that you'd prefer to be in small groups. It's not an accident that you're tall. It's not an accident that you're short. You might be like Emma, short on the outside, tall on the inside. There you go. It's not an accident that you're creative. It's not an accident that you're good at math. It's not an accident that you have a way with words. It's not an accident that you like music. It's not an accident that you are dark-skinned. It is not an accident that you're light-skinned. I need you to know this. I need you to hear this. Listen, 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 listen. Every, listen, every uniqueness, every uniqueness that you have is a reflection of your creator. Every uniqueness that you have is a reflection of your creator. Every unique attribute that you've shunned and you've hated and you've resisted and you've wished was different is actually God in his love giving you this as a gift to say you are going to be able to uniquely represent me on the earth like nobody else can. And I love that God didn't create me like he did Eric. Not because I don't like Eric. (laughs) I love that God didn't create Eric like me. Because I'm not called to be Eric. God created Taylor Murray. There's one on the earth that is me. And it's just me. And in my own way, God has called me, created me, to reflect the image of God on the earth. Some of you feel like you got things that you're like, man, I wish I was different. I wish I had this skill. I wish I had this talent. I wish I was better at this. I wish I had more of this, or I wish I didn't have to endure that. Can I tell you, that's actually a gift from God so that you can uniquely reflect his image on the earth. I hope you know that. I hope you hear that. Stop resisting what God has called you to embrace, and I'm not telling you that everything that you feel is what you should be led by. On the, on the contrary, you got to be in control of your emotions and allow God to lead you and to guide you and the Holy Spirit to, to be in you and create boundaries. But can I tell you, everything that is in you, everything that he put in you, even the most weird stuff and the quirkiest things and the noises that you make and how bad your gas is, whatever it is, God created you to be a reflection of his image on the earth. And stop resenting God for what he gave you as a gift. You're a reflection of God's image in you. Remember sixth grade, we went to Washington, D.C. as a sixth grade field trip. And I remember I overheard these girls. We're, we're on the, going downtown, walking around, exploring sites, and there's this guy selling fake Oakleys. And um, they're 10 bucks a piece. And, and I had never worn glasses before, but I heard... I heard uh, Ashley Kissinger, and um, who was the other girl, it was, uh, I think it was Allie Record, and they were talking about how those glasses are so cute. So I was like, I got 10 bucks, I'm going to buy some, and they're going to like me, and they're going to have to fight over dating me. Uh, the plan didn't work, 
because I got these glasses. And I remember I, I, I put them on and I, I wore them. We got on the plane and I'm wearing them onto the plane. And I'm just realizing like, I hate wearing sunglasses. Why am I wearing these sunglasses? And I remember I took them off and I hid them inside of the little pouch in front of the seat by the magazines. And when I left, I was like, I'm never wearing sunglasses again. To this day, I've literally never worn sunglasses. Doesn't matter. I don't like wearing sunglasses. But the funny thing is, is there were a few moments there where I was trying to be something that I was not. And here's what happens in our lives. Is that we're always trying to be something that we're not. And we wonder why we don't feel like we fit in our own skin. Because we're trying to wear somebody else's. And I know that's a funny, petty example. But so many of you, you, you've been trying to be something that you're not. And you go around with a facade and you fake everything. And you try and make people laugh. And you try and make people uh, see you in a certain way. Because you feel like if you do, then they'll accept you. Or whatever, but they're not accepting you. They're accepting an image of you. And on the contrary, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting an image that you're portraying. And what we do is we try and fake it. We try and be all of these different things. But God hasn't called you to be the person next to you. God has called you to be who you are, who he's created you to be, and reflect his image uniquely on the earth like he's created you to do. we got to stop trying to be something that we're not. I remember that day, I mean, there's been plenty of times, even as a 34-year-old adult, as a youth pastor, and there are times where I get caught up in moments, and then I realize, you know what, I know who I am, and if nobody likes me, but my wife still thinks I'm cool, and my kids still think I'm the best thing ever, then that's all that matters, because I know who I am in Christ, I'm whole, I'm complete, I'm not lacking anything. And whether I do anything right here on earth or not, God still loves and accepts me and it cannot change his plan for me. So I'm just gonna step in to who he's created me to be and stop trying to fake it for everybody else to accept and miss out on being able to thrive in and function in who God has created me to be. We don't need more fake people. We need more people who are willing to embrace, and sometimes it's the awkward stuff, and sometimes it's the imperfections, but to say, you know what, here I am, and I'm willing to accept it and walk forward knowing that God's grace is what makes up for where I lack, and just be who you have been called to be. Do you? And, and, and I, know, I know it's not, oh, okay, well, that's my license to go and do whatever I want. No, on the contrary. It's actually boundaries And it's actually accountability because now you have something to live up to. And here's the funny thing is so many people, they don't want want to have to live with conviction. But God has created you to be a reflection of his image. What is God? God, the Bible says about God that he is love a couple times. It says he is holy over a hundred times, which means if God is anything, he is holy. That word means he's different. He's set apart. He's separate. He's different than anything else. If he's called us then to be holy, then God has actually called you to live different than everybody else. When you start living the same, guess what you're doing? You're embracing who you are not called to be. So many of you think, oh, I'm just going to be myself. So I'm going to embrace my confusion and embrace all these identities that are mistaken, and I'm just going to go wherever the wind blows. 
And if the wind blows me there, I'm going to go there. And if the wind blows me over here, I'm going to go over there. But no, 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 this isn't how we've been called to live. When you embrace who you are, it's actually an increased level of accountability because now you see who God has created you to be and you can no longer stoop to what you used to do, which was the old you. Are you tracking with me? So if you want to live to reflect the image of God, you've got to be willing to say, okay, God, do you have a better image of me than what I've been accepting for myself? Some of you have been accepting so low expectations So you don't have to do anything because at least there's no effort. I would challenge you to step up and step into who God has created you to be. Can you do it on your own? No. Can you do it with God's help? Absolutely. God can bring you into places that you never thought you could go. God can do things in and through you that you never thought you could do. If I would have just accepted who I thought I was. Now, there's part of my personality that is, that is ingrained into who I am, and it's what makes me unique. It's what makes Noelle want, want to be around me, and she just thinks I'm really cool and really endearing, and I smell great and all that kind of stuff. But, but if, I, if I would have just accepted who I used to think that I was, I wouldn't be standing here before you today. I wouldn't be walking in the calling that God had for me. But you know what it took? It took me saying no to some things. It took me saying, I'm going to wave goodbye to some of these friends. I remember the challenge that I had when I was in 10th grade. That some of my friends started to go off and do some other stuff. And, they, they, and there were things that I got invited into. And I said, bye-bye. Because I started to realize that there was a call of God on my life. And if I was going to go this direction, I knew it was walking away from the purpose that I knew God had put in me. Some of you got to say bye to some of your friends. Because they're not really friends to you. They're dragging you the opposite direction. And they're not dragging you into more of who you are. They're dragging away from you away from who God has created you to be. God has created you to reflect his image, to be holy, to be brand new, to, to bring his glory to the earth. So many of us, what we do is we stoop to the lowest common denominator. Where everyone else is going, I'll just go there. Wherever the wind's blowing, I'll just go there because at least I don't have to contradict anything. That's no way to live. We wonder why our culture seems to be in shambles. It's because people think that you can find your identity in things, and that you can find your identity And all of these ideas, you can't. The only place that you can truly find purpose and life and hope and true identity, I'm not not going to apologize to say it. The only place you can find it is in Jesus. There is no other place that you can find who you truly are than in Jesus Christ. There is no name above heaven or under the earth that you can find your identity. It is Jesus Christ. It is him alone. It is the name that at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Whether you like it or not, God gave you purpose and he said, I love you and I've got future and I've got hope and I've got things in store for you that you could never drum up on your own, but you've got to be willing to come and follow me. Are you willing to give up so that you can truly find who you're called to be.
Number one, you were created by God. Number two, he put his image in you. Genesis 127, we read this already. It says, God created mankind in his own image, and in the image of God, he created them. You know God created trees. God created mountains. God created cats. That's a disputable one. But some would argue that cats are just an anomaly. They're not actually real. It's a figment of our imagination to bring torture to the world. I would agree with that. It's true. If you have cats, don't invite me to your house because I'm not coming. But God created the sky. He created the sun. He created the moon and the stars and outer space. And he created the ground and he created the mountains and he created everything. Created even puppies. But you know what? Did you know not one of those things reflects the image of God? Sure points to God. It points to the wonder and the majesty and the the vastness and the the creative power and how big and awesome God is, but it doesn't reflect his image. You know, the only thing that God created in his image and in his likeness is sitting right here in this room right now. The only thing that God has created in his image is you and me. God didn't create animals in his image. God didn't create trees in his image. God didn't create mountains in his image, though they are great and they are awesome. God created you and me in his image. As if to say, you know what? I've got one plan for humanity. This is why Jesus came as a man. This is why he sent us, why he's created us. Because he created humanity in his image and in his likeness to reflect his character, to reflect his goodness on the earth. I hope you're tracking with what I'm saying. That you bear the image of God. That his DNA is in you. His creativity is in you. Could have chosen anything, but he wanted the world to know who he is. Isn't that crazy? Like God could have chosen anything. God could have created a really big Mount Rushmore with just his face on it. And it would have been legit. And, and, it, and people would be like, what's God look like? Look over there. Wow. But he, <laughs> wow. Is he really that big? No, he's bigger. <laughs> Every time he steps, it's an earthquake. Every time he, you know, if he's thirsty and he talks and, and the spit comes out of his mouth because he's so thirsty, that's rain. And uh, mm-hmm. every time you see a sandstorm, it's his burp. You know, it's like God could have done something crazy like that. I don't know. It's <laughs> whatever. But what did he do? Like, but think about it. Think about it. There is one way to get a glimpse on earth physically with our eyes, with our senses. There's one way to get a glimpse of the image of God and it's humanity. 
I don't want us to take this lightly. That God has created us as bearers of his image. That he created us from a place of love with purpose to reflect who he is. So when you laugh, you're showing people a glimpse of who God is. When you cry, you're showing people a glimpse of who God is. When you hurt because you see injustice in the earth, you're reflecting the image of God. When you see a need and you decide not to pass it by, but you decide to be that kind of person who wants to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, and you decide to help them in that moment, you're reflecting the image of God. When you honor your parents, you're reflecting the image of God. When you eat really good cheeseburgers, you're reflecting the image of God. Why? Because in everything you do, you are an image bearer of your creator. And God has created us to honor, to love, and to reflect who he is. As I invite the band up, I want to get to number three. Number three is this. See, we know that we're created by God and created to reflect his image, but third point is this. I want you to understand this. Is it's possible to forget what you look like. It's possible to forget what you look like. And I don't have the image of me and my mom, but I remember hearing all the time people would say, as a kid, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I don't want to hear this kind of stuff, but they'd say, you know, Taylor, has anyone ever told you you look like your mom? Yes. Would you like like my dad? He's a boy, and I'm a, I'm a boy. I don't want to look like my mom. She's a girl. But it's funny because I look like my mom. And as a kid, if you see baby images of me, you see baby images of Jude and Hayden, and you see baby images of my mom, we all look the same. Because whether I like it or not, I look like my mom. I'm a Murray. I've got my mom's color hair. Mine's not as curly, thankfully. I've got my mom's skin tone. I've got her cheeks and all of that kind of stuff. I look like my mom. Every time I look in the mirror, you know what I see? I see Tina Murray. Because I'm an image bearer of my mom. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm reminded of where I was created. I guess what I'm doing tonight, I think what God wants you to know, if if you could bow your heads and close your eyes. So I'm inviting you to look in the mirror. Some of you, you need a new mirror. The mirror you've been looking in is dirty. It's warped. It's cracked. And all you see is imperfection. All you see is messed up. All you see is your pain, your depression, too ugly, too fat, too tall, I'm too short, I'm too skinny, 
not smart enough, not gifted enough. I don't come from the right family with the, with the right pedigree. I'm too weak. I don't have any strengths. I don't have any skills. I don't have it. What you're doing is you're looking in the wrong mirror. Because what Jesus did was when he, when he came and he gave everything, when he died, what he was doing is he was crucifying the old mirror, the old self, the way you used to see yourself. Some of you, you've been looking in the lens of failure. I've done it too many times. It just might as well be who I am. I've failed. I've screwed up. I've got a reputation. Everyone in my school already knows who I am. Why bother even changing it? And God's over here saying, hey, if you'll let me, I I, I would love to replace the mirror in your room. I would love to give you a new mirror that when you look at it, you see the image of God in you. You see the gifts that God has placed in you. You see the purpose that God has put in you. You see that new stuff. Man, I want to come against those destructive thoughts. You got a distorted image. And every, here's what I want to challenge you with. Some of you, every time you look yourself, you see a picture of yourself, someone talks about you or to you, the first thing that you think about is everything that you're not. It's all your imperfections. It's your worst features. And you say, you know what? This is who I am. I want to come against that tonight. I want to remind you what God says about you. God says that you're clean. God says that you're pure. God says that you're whole. God says that you're brand new. God says that you have a fresh start. God says that no matter what is in your past, it is not going to dictate what is in your future because God has made you new and whole and clean and given you a fresh start today. I don't know where you are tonight, but I believe that there's some people in here who, you know what, you just need to once and for all say, you know what, I'm done with this old mirror. I'm done with this old scale. I'm done with this old way of seeing myself. I'm ready to put on the image of God and remind myself of who created me and whose DNA is in me and whose pedigree is in me and whose creative abilities are in me and whose image is in me. God wants to remind you tonight who created you and who's given you a future and a hope and a purpose. Is anyone in here ready to shatter the old